0: Welcome. I'm Victoria Schneps, president of Schneps Media, and today our power woman is a beautiful, wonderful, smart, really has it all, Erin Sweeney, who is the president of King Sweeney Strategies and is also an attorney and is on staff of Eckerd Siemens a law firm that specializes in aeronautics. So welcome, Erin. We're so happy to have you with us today.
1: Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, Vicki, you've been a longtime friend. You're you're a power woman yourself, and I'm just happy to be a part of, of it.
0: Well, you know, you come from a very prestigious, respected family. I know your father, Peter King, was the congressman for Long Island for decades. And I know we all thought you were going to have a political career, but you didn't. But I'm going to ask you, you know, who influenced you in your lifetime of early years, that piece of the life? Who was important to you that maybe helped be the motivator, the mentor to be who you are today?
1: You know, I guess simply put, it was probably both of my parents. Um, I, I grew up, as you mentioned, in a political family, which was great. It was a different time from today. It was before social media it was before sort of a 24 hour news cycle. And so my dad originally was involved with local political events and um, he was basically home for dinner every night. And so our family came first. So obviously he was a public servant, but he always took every family phone call, tried to attend every single family dinner at night, attended every sports event and I was raised in a loving house and um, the importance of family was was always foremost. And so he ended up going to Congress when I was a sophomore in college, but I was away you know, already. And so it didn't really have that much of an impact on my childhood. And I realized the importance of that um, as I had children of my own. I was in office for five years in the town of Hempstead. I ended up being the majority leader on the Hannah Hempstead board. And it was great. It was really great. But I ended up almost being out every night. I, I As much as I tried, you end up missing things or you you sort of are just um, going through the motions and you sort of exhausted and frenetic and all of that. And in the meantime, my, um, my husband's job was moved to North Carolina and I was battling breast cancer. So those two um, factors um, made me reassess what was important to me. So I I agreed to the move. I said, let's just do it and let's try it and let's try to have a, a family reset. And I'll tell you, as much as I miss New York, it was the best decision I ever made. So to go back to your question about who was my biggest influence growing up, it really was my family and putting family first and kind of the rest can sort itself out.
0: Well, I, I have to ask you. Uh, it looks like you're very healthy. That you beat breast cancer. I had breast cancer too, but I must say it gratefully that I have beat it too. How about you?
1: Fine. I mean, I have to say it was four years ago. Um, you know, as I'm sure you know, you know, I go through all my checkups and mammograms and MRIs and and all of that. Thankfully, they caught it early. And I mean, I'm the living proof of why you have mammograms, annual mammograms, and You know, everyone has their own story, but I had no really family history of it. And they just happened to catch it early and, you know, gave me a whole new outlook, frankly, on life. And that's kind of, I'm I'm grateful for it. I don't need it to happen again. but I was grateful for the experience. Well, I do think
0: that um, the most important message we both probably have is mammography, mammography. And then again, mammographies are annually really critical and nobody should ignore that.
1: You know, absolutely. And and I would add that little additional message to that is I think sometimes women, you know, whether it's childbirth or getting a mammogram or whatever it is, you tend to say, oh, it hurts. I hate doing it. Stop the negativity. Be positive about it. I mean, I'd rather have, you know, a little pain here or there and st- and be able to live a lifetime with your children, your family and your friends than to be scared by a mammogram. So it's really not so had, bad. I-
0: Not at all. I just had one, and they literally uh, ask you to hold your breath for four seconds. So in four seconds, they squeeze your breast. Big deal. Give me a break. They really have such state of the art equipment now, and that's a three D mammography. So you know, it really is just a moment of uh, seconds, and so there's really no excuse. I think bigger excuse is that women get themselves so busy caring for everybody else
1: that they don't take care of themselves. Exactly. You can't push it off. You have to. It has to be a priority non-negotiable, and it, it saves lives. There's no question.
0: So, you know, I know that you have moved from um, the political world into now this consulting business, King Sweeney Strategies, but you also found time to go to law school, join the law firm as well. <laughs> what are you up to now? What is your, you know, kind of, my business is my fun. What is, your, you know, your business now?
1: Well, When I left politics and moved to North Carolina, I was just hoping one or two of my clients would stick with me. I was no longer in New York, even though I was planning on traveling back and forth and then COVID hit. The sort of um, blessing of COVID for me was just this idea that you can work remotely and have Zooms and all of that. Nothing replaces personal touch. Like I'm you know, with you, Vicki, and, and with other clients this afternoon. But just that idea that you could work remotely it made a huge difference for my business. So I have a, a sort of a PR, a marketing, a communications company that, um, you know, I, I help clients get their word out. So I, I love working with great businesses, local businesses who want to develop relationships and get their brand out there just for some reason, I, I guess I have some knack of establishing good relationships and, uh, you know, friends and putting people where they need to be. I guess it's just sort of networking. But I am a lawyer as well. So I, I'm an attorney with the law firm of Eckert Siemens. And my w- most of my work is focused in the transportation area. Early on in my career, I was general counsel at Swiss Airlines. So I've kind of stuck with that world for a while. So I do a lot in the aviation space, both in um, general commercial aviation, but also in the private aviation world. I've done a lot of work to try to keep East Hampton Airport open. And we've been successful so far. So, you know, the, the legal world kind of overlaps sometimes this PR communication strategy world, which can be helpful because you tend to know where some of the pitfalls are. But I, I would say, you know, I've learned a lot in the political worlds, but it's good to be out of the political world. I think we can all agree it, it, it can be a little negative, particularly recently. And sometimes you can get caught up in it and just be out every night as the next political function. I like building someone's brand, developing long-term relationships and trust.
0: Well, I think that that's a, such a necessary piece of people's business. And it's mm-hmm. good to know the kinds of things you can help them with. I know for us, it's been a big story covering the East Hampton Airport. And I almost feel like you've been a juggler between the different sides to be able to find some common grounds.
1: How, you know, you know how it works. Th- Yeah, so that's what it's all about. Trying to figure out, you know, most people have pretty good intentions, not to be overly naive about it, but, you know, if you try to figure out what's the win here? How do we get get everyone talking? How do we move forward productively and and keep this beautiful asset of East Hampton Airport open? And and why? Why should the average person care? They should care because it brings over $80 million a year into the local economy. It's jobs. It's the life-saving importance of emergency operations at the airport. So I'm a big fan of telling a story. So let's tell the story of why the airport is important and build trust. I mean, really start to develop trust with the locals in the community so they can trust you. And so when you ask for their support, you're a trusted person. You've kept your word. And I have found that you know, I'm small. I'm a niche. It's just me. And so when you hire me, you get me 100%, 24 hours a day, whatever you need versus you know, some massive PR marketing firm which is nothing wrong with that but it's just me and so it's it's very much a curated strategy solution to whatever your challenge is and and that local small approach um so far has proven pretty successful and cost effective
0: so i know that besides taking care of um you know airport and transportation and aviation you are also in the horse world because (laughs) of your children
1: so my daughter um, rides and she's 14 and she, for anyone who's in the horse world, she's, she's in the hunters, the three, three, three junior hunters right now. It's her life. It's her everything. And I've started to ride as well. And I am planning, if all goes well, to show at the Hampton Classic this um, summer at the lowest possible amateur level. Um, my daughter was a little bit ahead of me, but yeah, that was also one of the reasons we moved to North Carolina was to be closer to the horses, easy access to barns. And it, it's her everything. I would say two to three weekends a month. We're away at A and AA horse shows.
0: So you're actually a jumper?
1: Is that you're jumper? <laughs> well, I, I'm like a jumper of about six inches, but my daughter is three and a, about three, three, three and a half feet. Wow.
0: Well, you know, I think it's a wonderful thing because it's something she and you can bond on. And I think that's what's a precious moment in your time in life for her and you to have share something that's so special.
1: It is so wonderful. We we really do share the love of horses and really just animals in general. We also have three dogs. We have a new rescue dog we got last year, a little guy who was beaten um, so badly. He's blind and has seizures. And it's been such a gift to be able to take care of him and to realize um, these helpless little animals, you know, it, it, you sometimes can be overwhelmed by animal abuse and feel like helpless and you can't do anything. But there's a charity that we're big supporters of. It's called Danny and Ron. They're in the horse world. And they really send the message of one animal at a time. Just take one. That one little animal will make, make room for another animal at a, at a good shelter. And that's been really special for us as well.
0: So is that a no-kill shelter? Because that's a big thing too. How, yeah. You know. So
1: what what they do, it's um, Danny and Ron, they're two gentlemen who are horse, well-known horse trainers, and they adopt uh, these dogs, and they raise them at their farm in Camden, South Carolina, and they're given a forever home. And then they try to adopt out these dogs, but the, the dog will never go back to a shelter. It'll never be euthanized unless I mean, it's it's appropriate medically at some point, um, they give them all the medical care that they could possibly need. And at any given moment, they have a hundred dogs living with them at their farm in Camden. And when you adopt them, um, you sign, you commit that you will never return the animal to a shelter. You can return it back to the, to the charity if for some reason it doesn't work out. Um, but a lot of these, you know, they're, they're wounded little dogs. So many of them. And as I said, ours was beaten and he's half blind and has seizures, but He's a little Jack Russell. He's nuts and we love him. And he's one of the best things we've ever done in our lives.
0: Isn't that interesting what an animal can do to a family? And, you know, I know you have a boy and a girl, so they have different uh, desires and loves and passions and hobbies. But, you know, a dog is universal for a family, which brings it together again, right?
1: Yeah, it sure is. My husband, we've had two dogs for a while and they were never allowed in the bedroom. They could never sleep in the bed. They're animals stay out of the bedroom. So when we got the rescue, I came home that first evening. All three dogs were in the bed and he said, we're never talking about it again. And this is how it's going to be. Oh, wow! <laughs> so yeah, our little cool. rescue skiff has pretty much never left our side. Oh my,
0: wow. That's a very unique situation. Well, you know, I know that you built your practice from zero. You know, mm-hmm. you decided that this is what you were going to do, follow your husband and you were going to create a little piece of the world for yourself. So tell me about some secrets we could share with our listeners about success and and what it took for you to build this wonderful business of King Sweeney Strategies.
1: Oh, I wish I had all the secrets of success, but I think it's just always going back to your personal principles. And, you know, it's just simply what, what makes you happy, what drives you. And really, for me, it's being with my family, being with my children, um, being a good friend. And if, if you keep kind of circling back over those simple values, I think the rest can kind of take care of itself. It's the secret for success. And by the way, nothing replaces just good old fashioned hard work, which I know, Vicki, you know better than anyone else. And I tell my kids, there's always richer, smarter, thinner, everything than you but no one can replace hard work. And in the end, that dog is a determination of just working hard and showing up. And you know, if you commit to something, you better do it and just work harder than anyone else. And to me, as long as you have, your values are clear, you work hard, in the end, it will work out. It's not always where you expect to end up, but you will end up being in a special place. I will also say, just be open to, Life's challenges, and never in a million years would I think I would be living in somewhat rural North Carolina, south of Charlotte, you know, riding horses and having rescue dogs. But you know, life just has a funny way of working itself out, and I think we all need to be a little bit more open to life's challenges and opportunities.
0: Well, I know that uh, you have made a great success by the basics of working hard and building wonderful relationships because you do what you say you're going to do and you get it done for people. And so they recommend you to other people. And I know that we uh, now Connect One Bank is opening up and you've helped them create a footprint on the East End and in New York. So I am so happy to have this chance to talk with Erin Sweeney, who is the president of King Sweeney Strategies. Thank you for being with us as a power woman.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Vicki. I appreciate your support through the years. Thanks so much.
0: My pleasure. And this is Victoria Schneps of Schneps Media signing off until next time. Bye now.